hello and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we inbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I'm joined with me is Luke. How are you doing, Luke? I'm doing well. Sorry. What, uh, what's that? What's a nat, uh, it, was, it was so stupid. So stupid to bring up at the front of a podcast. And that it's like, you know, when a gnat gets so close to your vision, you're like, it, it freaks you out. Sorry. No, it was literally <laughs> the smallest thing possible. A gnat. So, yeah, there's that. On a better note, Jordan has an entire bottle of wine by him. So, we're doing this thing right tonight, ladies and gents. Oh, yeah. Doing this Mortal Kombat <laughs> review right. I don't know what this means. Yeah. But we're doing it. Could be it. in celebration or to drink your sorrow away. Oh, yeah. We'll find out. That's wait a to good find tease. out. That's a really good tease. I like it. Don't fast forward, please, but wait to find <laughs> out. Oh, my God. Is he okay? <laughs> Somebody's just frantically tapping 30 seconds forward, 30 seconds forward. <laughs> Is Jordan all right? <laughs> I'm fine either way. <laughs> we have some interesting stuff to talk about before then. I promise. I, think I swear so. it. I guess. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'm... <laughs> we do. I do. Okay, I have I'm... stuff you have no idea that I'm not talking about. Oh, man. That, that is exciting of, of itself. It I makes me want to. Way too much. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'll bring myself down a little bit. Um, have you? How's your uh, week been? Been doing all right? Pretty good. Yeah. Um, your favorite movie won an Oscar, so. No, oh, Nomadland, yeah. <laughs> no. So I'll, I'll say it's just a down year for the Oscars. I'll say. I'll yeah, say that one hundred percent. I mean, it's just not a big year, really. You know me, man. Every year I hype up the Oscars. I'm like, I'm gonna watch every movie. We're yeah. gonna watch the Oscars together. This is the first year I'm in like a long time, like a decade, seriously. <laughs> that uh, I haven't done. I didn't do that at all, and uh, I feel fine about it. Honestly. So. We we actually typically watch it together too. We like yeah. get a group of us together and we watch it. And first of all, this year I just didn't really, I didn't feel like it. But the other thing is, I went to watch like the end of it. I actually tried to watch it at the beginning too. And ABC has now made it completely impossible for me to watch like live ABC. Even better. So we cut the cord, you know, like you did a while ago. Yeah. Um, we cut the cord far really long ago now but um the strange thing like as much as i love my tv the strange thing about it is i cannot figure out how to play antenna through it like there's the coaxial hookup on the box that like runs the tv mm -hmm. but there is no option unless i'm just an idiot but i've looked at youtube video after youtube video i've actually contacted samsung about this but there's no option to actually switch to that input so there's all the HDMIs, you know, there's the digital port for audio. Yeah. But there's the it never pops up. I've tried, you know, hooking several different types of antennas up. It just doesn't pop up. There's no option to switch to that. So I can't do it that way, which is what I had been doing for a while, you know, after I cut the cord. And it's what I do with my other TVs. But so, you know, a lot of apps have streaming available. You know, the ABC app does, CBS app of course does which you know that was the whole thing like cbs made you pay for it now yeah uh, nbc has it fox has it and i use those apps most of the time if i it's usually sports but you know every once in a while there'll be some show i want to watch on a something live but abc has now made it so if you sign in with dish which is my parents um satellite tv subscription 
it's not available. Man. So there was literally no way for me to watch the Oscars, which which kind of blew my mind last night. I was thinking about it. It was like, so you're telling me that you have advertisements that you get paid for the number of views and you're going to put me behind a paywall to watch your advertisements during your live wow. show? I just, I don't understand that. Wow. So. I got some numbers for you, Luke. <laughs> uh, back in... Uh, Back in 2014, the Oscars viewership was at 43 million, 43.7 million. It's gone down. It's trickled down every single year. The last year, 2020, was at 23 million. So that's quite a lot, right? That's like 50% mm-hmm. down from 2014. That's still um, higher than I would have thought. But yeah. No. But this uh, tonight, the Oscars are no, oh, sorry, last Sunday night, night last yeah. night. The Oscars were at 9.8 million. Wow. Wow. That's like just the people in Hollywood watching <laughs> the people right? in LA. Right. Um, I think I LA is like is, 30 million or something. <laughs> 20 million. It's something like that. It, it, it's like. So it's like a third of the people that live in LA watched it. And that's it. I think there is. I, I see these numbers because I, I see Jeff Keeley was uh tweeting about this kind of like i guess uh yeah. thumbing in the nose and uh, their face because you know he does the game awards i don't know if how cocky is trying to be or whatever but <laughs> um game awards uh 2020 their numbers were at 83 million viewers as far i don't know if that was live a lot of that was probably just youtube crazy. people coming off after the fact but that's it can't be denied <laughs> they've been on the games heyday time. right now oh yeah and you know comparing the two year. It's definitely a different affair. There is love of the games at the Game Awards, regardless if they show games you yeah. like. It's just games, games, games. But it feels like it's just love of the games of the Game Awards, and the Oscars is just a lot of people who are in love with themselves. It, more and more, I become increasingly frustrated yeah. with it. And it's very preachy as well on preachy. top of that. And it's like and one of those like, things. I Okay, so I don't think it's a secret that we are both uh people of faith we're both christians i don't like being preached at in movies like honestly when it comes to like even christian media i hate being preached at i feel like it's too preachy i don't like it i'm like oh you know what if i if i if i want to be preached at i'll go to church which i do (laughs) and so And so even if sometimes, sometimes I'll agree with what they're saying and I'm just annoyed still. I'm like, shut up, you Mm -hmm. narcissist fool. And and that's not Mm -hmm. the only reason. I feel like the movies this year, not like very few of them really appealed to me. I mean, I I saw two of them, two of them that were nominated. Nomadland, Nomadland, sorry. And um, the trial of the Chicago 7. They were fine. I, they were both fine. Like I like Chicago, uh, the trial of the Chicago Seven more than Nomadland. But oh, man, I don't know. Maybe there's just no joy in it anymore. Maybe that's it. Maybe people yeah. are want joy now. They're craving joy. It's been a tough year, and and you would kind of think it would be more of an up year too, wouldn't you? When it's like so much media has been consumed at home, a lot of these st- things yeah. like Nomadland is a streaming movie. I mean, there's really no excuse for why the Oscars should not matter anymore i mean it's not like people all of a sudden have fallen out of love with tv and movies i mean that's yeah. stuff's being consumed at an all-time high i know it's just this specific thing i think it's a statement against this 
I think so too. And, and it's like the state of our world, I think helps with that. I think people are fed, obviously with the numbers, people are getting fed up each and every year. People are dropping off and because of just how it is, I mean, they keep making the wrong choices and it's been a rough year. It's been a sad year. And, you know, it's like people don't want to gather around, watch an award show about a lot of sad movies with sad content matter with people yeah. who are here telling you how terrible the world is mm-hmm. we know <laughs> we, we kind of want yeah i've talked about this a lot it's just i hate it when movies do that it, what was it the good example for me was when that there was that like 13 billboards yeah, isn't that what it was three billboards thing outside of epping missouri yeah and it's like okay like it's not that it's, this is not a good movie. That's not my problem. It's a well-made movie, great acted movie. It's about something awful. It's like, yeah. I don't want to see this. It's like, it's exactly what you said. It's like, yep, life is depressing. You're right. I don't need you to confirm what I already know yeah. by living in the world we live in. Like, of course, there's a lot of bad things. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, great. You know, and, what and a I'm, revelation. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with a sad movie. Absolutely. It takes all, all types, but... I just don't think I have it in me to watch nine movies in a row that are all very depressing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if all of them are as equally depressing as Nomadland, how sad that movie made me feel, but I don't I know. I think it's one of the reasons Marvel's done so well because it's yeah. stories of victory and <laughs> stories of, you know, good conquering evil. It's like, yeah, there's hope. that's what we like. It's an old played out formula, but there's a reason it's played out because it works. Yeah, absolutely. People want to see the good guy win, period. Video games. You know, one of the highest grossing video games this year was Animal Crossing, a, a, a game that make it's designed to make you feel good. <laughs> but yep. uh, if you're into that sort of thing, not feeling good. Just, just kind of and the rest of the people are just killing each other in Warzone. Feels good in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, what have, have we been consuming? What have we been watching slash playing slash listening to there's a uh, i'll just go quickly since we spent a lot of time on that um there's a cover called don't wait um it's the dashboard song covered by this band x's exes and it's really good so listen x's all right i like a good cover i enjoyed that cover album you sent me you sent me a cover album and i I really enjoyed it especially oh yeah uh, Mm -hmm. 1975 cover i really uh yeah that was really good it was good uh the uh Night Traveler, they came out with a new, uh, their full-length album. That we, we've talked about them before. It's, Our boys. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's kind of like a 90s, 90s ballad rock kind of deal. If you like Brian Adams, yep. this year, here you go. This is awesome. Um, they came out with their first full-length album, Dreams You Don't Forget, Night Traveler. Check it out. So good. A um, few things I've been watching slash playing this week. Uh, probably the biggest thing for me. Um, is near replicant came out this Friday. Jordan, I yeah. went back and I was listening to last week's episode, and I, I, it was either last week or the week before. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. What is the game that you and Adam talked about, where you said that after the ending of the game, there's like all this like twenty more hours? Was near that not near Antonomata? So that was a pretty long game, right? Or there wasn't much before that, and then. It's like it, it wasn't that it was that long. It was just that we were surprised with how long it was because okay. 
you, what you think is the ending. I thought you had said that was a long one. So that's why I was Not thinking quite. this new one would be a long one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. They usually are. It was about, like 30 hours or something. Yeah. The, with how near Autonomo is, it like has an ending, but then you continue forward and the story just keeps going. You're like, oh, was there shoot. more after the credits? Definitely. Than there was before? Wow. That is weird. And like more story too. I've never seen anything like it to where I'm like, yeah. oh, this is where all the story happens. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like crazy, but it's like the best part of the game. It's <laughs> hilarious. Um, so this continues that story? This is a remake-ish kind of remake slash remaster slash retooling of the game that came before Near Autonoma. That's strange. And so yeah, it's very strange. It's <laughs> a game that was it was called Near in the US. It was released in the PlayStation three and there was a game called near replicant that was released only in japan this is like a retooling of that game it feels a lot more like near autonoma a lot they cleaned up a lot of the visuals uh, a lot of new voice acting they cleaned up the character design it looks just about as good as near autonoma i would say you know it's like they're taking a playstation 3 game and they're you know oh, okay i didn't know it was that old okay. yeah it's old um, but and they've added a lot of voice acting stuff like that. It feels really good. It feels like I thought it was a sequel. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, you know the thing is, you can almost play them in any order. Uh, they take mm -hmm. place thousands of years in time between each other, so you can kind of see some of the history of mankind through this game. You're like, see, okay, I can see a little bit of stuff, but it's all just kind of lore cookies. It's nothing that really like, oh man, I wish I knew this before I played Autonoma. No, it doesn't really matter. There's just a few, a lot of thematic similarities, characters that kind of pop up, but they're not quite the same characters. So it doesn't really matter. Um, and I'm having a great time. I'm 10 hours into it. And uh, yeah, these games are just for me. They're just they're RPGs in the sense that like you level up and you go and you do quests and you go walk around the world, but it's very action oriented. It's very hack and slash though. The guy who made these, made these games are very weird every now and then they'll he'll like throw a new genre at you. <laughs> um, like the first one, uh, not the first one, goodness gracious near autonomous did this a lot where it would go to like twin stick shooter, kind of like over the top mm. shooter yeah. um, here and there. This game, like, for, like, one level, it turned into, like, a uh, level, a dungeon, I should say. It turned into, like, a dungeon crawler, like, sort of like Diablo. It turned into, like, that over-the-top, like, dungeon crawler for a while. And uh, there was this whole village where it's, like, you're rescuing people from their dreams that their dreams are represented by text. And so it turns into a text adventure game huh. for, like, 30 minutes. And, but... More or less, like the grand majority of it is hack and slash, using magic and all that stuff. Where it's interesting, the where near Autonoma was like very sci-fi heavy. Your androids, blam blam blam, shooting lasers. This is more uh, on the fantasy spectrum. You're using magic in swords and stuff like that. Um, so, but the combat is extremely similar, and uh, yeah, same kind of feel. The music is just as amazing. It's fantastic. And it really draws me in. Um, so, yeah, there was like last time I played it, it was like a really big tw twist that like really made the game like level up huge in my head. I'm like really excited to keep playing and keep going. And so it's got yeah. hooked in me. I'll report back once I have beaten, fully beaten the game. 
Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Mighty Ducks. So the Mighty Ducks, I've talked about this series a little bit. I wanted to give an update on Mighty Ducks Game Changer on Disney+. Plus. I'm getting annoyed. I'll, I'll say this. I'm getting a little annoyed with this series. I'm five episodes in. Yeah. I feel like I can talk about this series and criticize it for where it's at. So I've been feeling like there's something's wrong. What is it? Something's <laughs> wrong. And like, it's something really obvious. And I've just realized it in this episode. Where's all the hockey? <laughs> like, this is a big freaking deal. Yeah. I can't believe it. I don't know if they're ramping yeah. up to it or whether whatever, but hockey is like an afterthought in this yeah. show. What in the world? Yeah. It feels like a lot of newer shows do that kind of thing where they'll take like something old and they'll take like the heart out of it and it'll just yeah. be about the talking and the drama. And yeah, there's a lot I've of talking never liked shows that do that. A lot of drama. That's like, cause let's say the mighty ducks was about hockey. There was some like stuff between the kids and between coach Bombay and stuff, but it was like definitely, definitely like aside from like the hockey, which was like the main thing that it made hockey fun it made it cool and it made it was like majestic the way they did hockey they made like peewee hockey look giant ridiculously oh, yeah. so yeah ridiculously so but this same game, thing with the big green like, yeah there was there was several movies like that they're yeah. like reading a paper <laughs> it's so exciting yeah what's the one where the girl plays on the football team little giants the, yeah little giants exactly <laughs> i love it I love it. Make it big. Make it exciting. Make the hot because like watching it recently, some of those hockey games, they're fun. You're into them. You're watching it, even though so they're ridiculous. You're into them yep. and they're shot well and yep. they make it really big and epic. This game, they they one, they don't do hockey very often. And when they do, it feels small and sad yep. and not shot very well. Not <laughs> shot like it's epic. What's going on? I don't know. I don't understand this. Yeah. <laughs> um fun to see Coach Bombay back. Some of the kids are um amusing. The mom's pretty good, but where's the hockey? Where's the mighty ducks? You know, it's fine that's not it's focused around a team not called the ducks, but you want the ducks feel. It's so strange. And I I, I don't I don't know anyone else who's watching the show, so I don't know if I'm the only <laughs> one with this criticism, but what in the world? I'm it's yeah, I was like watching it yeah. and all of a sudden I got mad. <laughs> I was like, it's like there I needs to be more like test audiences or something. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like, I don't know. Like do one episode, then do like more testing and like see what feedback is more. Yeah. I guess they do that. It's just like, I guess you're not doing it enough. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm going to finish the season, but if it doesn't turn itself around or whatever, I'm out but yeah. uh last thing shame missed opportunity Very, uh, yeah absolutely i think the mighty ducks like that trilogy is something kind of cool and special the, to be honest i mean i think it's really cool kind of like the karate kid yeah it, <laughs> that they, was executed a lot better they had an opportunity to do a, to cobra yep. tie this crap but yep yep no, it, it, it feels sad to duck this crap <laughs> to duck it. that's that's too close <laughs> to quack it they duck his back baby they <laughs> ducked it up exactly yeah, it's a family show um <laughs> uh lastly so 
Um, we're going to talk about theaters and theater experiences here a little bit. Because I went back to the theaters uh, this weekend. Our theaters opened up. Theater, I saw, the theater. Yeah, I saw two movies. But the second one I saw after Mortal Kombat was Demon Slayer. Very interesting, this Demon Slayer. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, <laughs> Very interesting, this Demon Slayer. It is. I mean, like, it's kind of unique. Did it feel it, like the show? Yeah, yeah. It felt like the show. Uh, an epic telling, an epic story that could be told in the show. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the funny thing is, this is the highest grossing, this is mind blowing, the highest yeah. grossing movie of Japan ever. What? We talked about this last week. Yeah, we did. That's right. And <laughs> now it's Completely the uh, highest, the best opening ever for a foreign film in the United States. It's insane. It's like, very crazy. Has anime ever done these kind of numbers? That's crazy. No, I mean, anime keeps growing and growing in, audi- in its audience. Um, and it, popular anime like this um, really going to help that. And I think also what kind of helps is the sh- it's, there's a lot there's a lot of synergy with this show. There's like a media blitz with it. They're releasing a video mm-hmm. game and they're releasing this movie. And we finished this, the series. We watched the first season. The first season leads into the movie, which is not that's something that's very unique. That doesn't happen very often with anime. With anime, usually what will happen is you watch the show, a movie will come out and it's maybe in canon maybe not and the the show doesn't lead into it and after when the show pits back up it's like it never happened this is very much a continuation of the show which is very unique it's not a thing that happens and so this is a huge show it blew up so fans of the series are very much encouraged to go see this movie because the last episode of the show is very much here we go here goes the movie and yeah. so, uh, yeah, I think it's a good formula. Yeah, good formula. Very smart. I and wish yeah. Lost had done that. That would have been awesome yeah. to end the show on that, like a movie note. That'd be. It's a good idea. I agree. I wish movies. I wish shows would do that more often. They'd put out a movie that is like very much canonical with the show, and it's like an epic part of the show, and it like feels big because of it. And big things happen in the movie, and it sets up things for the next season. And I had a great time. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, um, that's pretty much it. Demon Slayer is great. Go ahead, Luke. What have you been watching slash playing? I'm ready for it. Um, just a quick thing off the top. I was telling Jordan, like, they've made some changes to Warzone. Probably anybody who plays Warzone already knows this. I didn't actually know it was happening, and then all of a sudden I logged in and said, you know, hours after the decimation of Verdansk, which is, Verdansk is the like map it's the name of the map they call like the main huge like map that they came out with you know year and a half ago now Mm -hmm. whatever and it's i i praise at the time i praise it now i think it's one of the greatest designed maps in any shooter ever i mean probably it just it has an incredible combination of different environments that are fun to have i mean there's just it's it's kind of cool what warzone does it's like every time you go online, you kind of write your own story and you just, you have these interactions and you have these firefights that you'll never have again. And it's like each time it's something new, you, you just, you drop into different areas and different things happen. And, you know, there's a smaller map on an Island and, and I, I really enjoy that. And I play that all the time, but it's, it's a little different when you have this like big map and you can have like all these dinner, different interactions on what's basically like 20 smaller maps, like combined into this one, like land, it's just it's 
<laughs> I didn't think I was going to talk about it this much, but it's <laughs> it's been something that I've realized recently. Like this has been my dream, like since I was young and yeah. playing like Unreal Tournament. And it was like you can have twenty people in the same game or something. <laughs> it's like this is insane. This is <laughs> yeah, this is lunacy. Like we're ru- running around shooting rail guns and snipers, and it's just like mm-hmm. so cool. And that's like nothing, nothing compared to what we can do now. Yeah, and to have a hundred people, and you know, sometimes in depending on the game mode, more than a hundred people um, in one game, and to have it work as well as it does. I mean, I would say it works well above eighty-five percent. There's there's some times when there's some glitches, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's still incredible to have people all over the world, all over the country playing together. And anyways, I'll stop. Um, Vernansk was destroyed by some kind of <laughs> missile. I don't even understand so the story, <laughs> the storyline, <laughs> why it's why it happened. But it like it explodes, it destroys the map, and then they like rewind time back to 1984. Huh. You know, I'm assuming that's because of Cold War. Yeah, definitely. I don't know why they waited till now. <laughs> Cold War came out in November. It's kind of strange. Not ready? <laughs> or they, they did waiting, it now? Were they waiting yeah, for more people to exactly. get it? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it's kind of strange, but anyways, it's it's just kind of cool. You're seeing like the old versions of everything. Like there's a soccer stadium and it's like much smaller and you know, the seats are styled 80s style and like the bridge is made huh. out of bricks now instead of being like a poured concrete like it would be now and yeah, I I don't know. There's a lot of changes. I'm not going to go into all of them, but it's just it's kind of an interesting idea. I thought yeah. they were going to just destroy it and you were going to be playing on a destroyed version which is kind of what Apex Legends has done. It's what Fortnite has done. Mm-hmm. They've like destroyed different parts of their map and had, you know, crazy different changes. An ice thing came down and lava came down, all kinds of things. Apex and <laughs> lava Fortnite came has down. Done. It's ice came bunch. down. I'm trying, I'm Black trying not hole. to be too long winded because there's all kinds of things. That I'm happen, really not helping you. The whole like rewinding time thing is, is interesting. It's just, it's fun. I, I think it was a good idea. It's, mm-hmm. I'm. I haven't been the biggest fan of Cold War, so it really hasn't spent a lot of my attention. But it is kind of cool seeing that in Warzone. Yeah. I'm also just so glad that Modern Warfare, which is just by far my favorite Call of Duty that's come out probably since two, has has had this like whole second life because there's been like this double life of Call of Duty um, Warzone, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and Cold War. Like all kind of are three properties but they're kind of the same property they like they share like operators is what they call them which is just your character basically hmm. and they also share weapons into warzone it's all mashed into one over the two games and it's a really cool idea they've they've yeah. definitely never done anything like this in the past and anyways i'm rambling it's a lot of fun it's really cool check out the changes they have like a whole like free play it's probably over by now but it was this weekend Th- okay Something that I think people find a little more interesting. I went back and watched Casablanca, nineteen forty-two classic. Uh, I think you and I had talked about it recently um, that I hadn't seen it, and I, I've kind of gotten away from my like trying to watch all these classic movies that I've heard about, and never watched, and so mm-hmm. finally got to dip back into that pool. And I'm so glad I did. It's just, it's a great movie. I mean, everybody knows that it's Absolutely. been talked about over and over again. I, I watched Citizen Kane, um, you know, a while back, and now I'm getting to Casablanca. I feel like those are like the two, like those are the two you have to watch if you if you like movies. You have to watch like The Godfather, mm-hmm. or you have to watch Casablanca and uh, Citizen Kane. So finally, uh, 
got to Casablanca and I see why people like it so much. It's just, it's a great story with a cool, I guess it's, you would consider it a twist. I, I don't know. It's just yeah. kind of an interesting ending that, that kind of throws you for a loop a little bit, especially, you know, back in 42 before <laughs> you'd seen a lot mm-hmm. of movies with twists. I'm sure it was a lot more interesting, but yeah, just, I mean, a great cast and just good acting. And it's set in just an interesting backdrop of Casablanca mm-hmm. and like in the time of World War II where there's like all these refugees that have pushed south from from France and are now, you know, in North Africa, um, in Morocco and being protected by the French. It's like this, yeah, if you, if you haven't seen the movie, it's this interesting like mixture of there's some Nazi occupation going on, but then there's also like French police who are kind of cooperating with the Nazis kind of not because their country is being, you know, um, occupied by the Nazis at this point. And so there's like this whole, like, you know, strange dynamic going on there. And, you know, people are kind of ducking and hiding and, you know, backroom deals. And it it seems like the main goal in the movies to get to America. And it's, yeah, I'm, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's just, it's a cool like combination of things and Humphrey Bogart, like, you know, he's a great actor. So, (laughs) <laughs> yeah and you know uh, this if i can interject real quick one thing i will say if you haven't seen casablanca and maybe if you have like an aversion for some like older films um what i will say that i think set this sets this movie apart a little bit from a lot of great movies back in the day um it's really tight like i feel like the movie itself is really tight yeah. like it's yeah. not it doesn't waste a lot of time and i felt like when yeah. i watched it i got the and it was over i got the mm-hmm. feeling oh wow it, that flew by. Like, I feel like you don't get that feeling a lot when you're watching older movies. I feel like yeah. you're, <laughs> you watch them and, and you're like an watching the 42 sunset. as well. It's not yeah. a short movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah. Just, so yeah. it's not, it's, it's an easy watch. It really is. It sounds like it wouldn't be, but it really is. And it's a fun watch too. Yeah. Reminded me so much of a, it's a wonderful life. Just similar flow and yeah, mm-hmm. just, Flashbacks. Two well-written movies. Um, So, yeah, love that. Definitely go watch it if you have a chance. Just Mm -hmm. watch old movies, people. Like, I'll say that. Like, yeah, I think it helps put into perspective what things people are getting right and what things people are getting wrong in cinema today when you go back and watch old stuff. I'm not saying all old stuff is better because it's definitely not. But there are some things that are great about old stuff. And it's, it's, it's fun to go back and say, well... You know, they didn't get that right, but they did get that right. And you can see inspirations. Yeah, I'll stop. It's really cool. (laughs) Casablanca. Um, (laughs) So I was lucky enough to get an invite from Project X Cloud. So I am now able to play my Xbox games on my iPhone. So the Android Android platform has had this for a while. It's all still in preview. um, But um, for those who don't remember, uh, Microsoft had a disagreement with Apple about putting the xCloud onto the app, excuse me, <clears throat> directly onto the iPhone platform. And the argument was that Apple wanted to have the right to review each and every game on the xCloud platform, which I know if you're saying that doesn't make any sense, I couldn't agree with you more. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Um, they certainly don't do that for Hulu. They certainly don't do that for yeah, I don't know if there's another gaming platform, I was going to say. But 
They certainly don't do that for movies, which I don't see how it's that much different than movies. Um, no. Maybe if there was something about like communication between minors and adults, I could see if that might be a loophole. But yeah, as far as I know, in what I've been playing in the preview, that doesn't happen at all. Like there's no communication. It's just you streaming a game, just like I imagine you know you did Jordan when you did the PlayStation Now. I imagine it's the same way. It's just basically you playing a game through a stream. And yeah. So I don't really understand that. But the way they we worked around it was they made... I'm trying to remember the name of this. This is a Microsoft... I believe this is a Microsoft original thing. It's uh, Progressive Web Apps. That's what uh-huh. they're called. So so it's the same idea as when you did when on the early iPhone days where you would add a website as an app onto your home screen. But what's much cooler about it is it starts in a website you sign in, at least in this. I I think it may work in different ways in other progressive web apps. But after you sign in, your entire screen goes black. It it fills the screen. It becomes an app. Like it's no longer a website at all. It's it's not like the old way. The only thing that's the same is you save it to your home screen just like you used to. You know, okay. years ago, 2009 or whatever, right before the uh, App Store came out. And it works pretty amazingly, honestly. It's it's as That's if good. you're using an app. The only part is like right at the beginning, you have to click a little thing, sign into my Xbox Live account. and then. But once it logs you in, it like goes right into this app interface. You're able to click, you know, whatever game. I ended up playing some uh, Banjo-Kazooie just because I wanted to try it. And I didn't have a Look. controller with me at the moment. And there are some games that they've actually enabled touch controls, so you can just play it right on your iPhone with no other, you know, extra equipment, which which is nice because I don't really carry my Xbox controller yeah. around with me a lot. A lot of people um, have that, like, attachment yeah, or whatever that I've seen. I, I don't backbone? Know. Something like that. I don't even know how it works. Like, it's through Bluetooth, I guess. Something bone. <laughs> it's a bone. It's the one. It's the the one I think it's called a backbone. Um, it's the one I've been looking at maybe buying. It's just... $100. Ooh. <laughs> That's a lot for just like a few buttons on each side of my phone. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice, but I have like six Xbox controllers here. So I don't know. They have a lot of those like mounts or whatever where you can mount your phone like on your controller. Yeah. I've seen a lot of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. So that gets me to my review of the experience itself. So overall, like, I'm just super excited that I got this invite. I want to play some more. It's really cool. But it worked okay. It did not work bad. Uh, But, you know, I I never know how much to blame on my internet. Because I've had issues with my internet in the past where there's, like, there's just something. I, I don't know what it is. It's like there's something... To me, it always feels like there's something with the connection, like to the pole and my house. Like interference. I've changed out the modem several times. I think I'm on my third modem. And I've changed out the router so many times. I literally have a stack of like five routers in there. (laughs) I'm now on my Eero, which which is good. It's it's probably my favorite thing so far. But there's there's something along the loop where I've just had issues and being somebody who is an enthusiast about technology. It frustrates me to no end that I can't fix this myself. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to call <laughs> Jimmy John or whatever, you know, his name is on tech support. I don't want him to go through the top thing, 10 things to do, which I've done 
you know, endless times over because I know, a sandwich, it, Jimmy I know John. it by heart. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy John, you know, he midnights with Microsoft is tech support guy <laughs> and makes sandwiches during the day. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, you know, it, this is really cool. It's really neat. I, I, I love the potential. I think because Microsoft has put so much time into their cloud, you know, for business and, you know, they, it's now every one of their products is offered as a cloud version of it. You can run Windows yeah. in the cloud. You can run, you know, the whole office suite in the cloud. So I think if anybody's going to do this right, I think Microsoft is going to do this right. But I'll just say, like, because the screen's so small, you know, maybe I could get a bigger phone, but it's it's okay. And okay. so far to me, it seems like it would be, it's very much limited to playing it on Wi-Fi and pretty substantial wi-fi like i said it had a few issues with my wi-fi i was the only one on it at the moment so i had what a lot were the of issues was it like lagging or yeah a little bit of lag pretty much you know a, a little bit of stuttering i mean you know it's all probably lag just manifesting itself in different ways um and that was with banjo kazooie which is probably going to be one of the easiest yeah. games to play being that it's two generations old now it's a 360 game. So, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. a really cool idea. I don't mean to poo-poo it. It's just, you know, it, it has some ways to go. I mean, I, you know, I've, I'm in this closed beta for iOS, so it could also just be that there's a few things they need to work out, you know, in updates. But I'm really excited. I think this is going to be just amazing. <laughs> like, the fact that you can... Do what a Switch can do, but with a full Xbox yeah. like Game Pass is pretty amazing. Like, and especially I could see this if this was on an iPad. I think that could be like revolutionary. You know, if if you were able to play on five G in the future over an iPad, you know, mounted or hung in front of you in a car or out by the pool, you know, you have some mm. kind of mount with your Xbox mm. controller, that'd be quite an experience. Absolutely, five G. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, it's still not a 65-inch TV in your living room. Nothing will ever be that except that. So, you know, there's always going to be some compromises. But, I mean, a Switch is not that. It's not a 65-inch TV. It's a yeah. Switch. It's a, you know, what, 7-, 8-inch screen. And people love it. Yeah. So I think there's certainly an audience for mobile gaming. And it's pretty amazing that just the Game Pass thing alone is is really cool that you can just jump into all those games without spending a penny more. This is just part of my Game Pass Ultimate, which if you have Xbox Live, if you want Game Pass, that is what Ultimate is. So yep. Yeah, for me it's a no-brainer, you know. Maybe you don't want Game Pass. I I don't know. Have you listened to our shows? I would say. <laughs> have but... you listened to it? Get it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You have Xbox or maybe if you even don't. If you like mobile games, I, I think that's one of the coolest things they were talking about on one of the IGN shows I was listening to that, you know, one of the best things about X cloud versus stadia is stadia is a standalone thing that you pay for that, you know, not everybody, but some people are going to have to buy the starter kit to yeah. get, you know, the equipment that, you know, some people may have it already, but really to do it right. You want the ultimate, you know, what, what is it? What's this? slinging thing that uh <laughs> that google <laughs> google does the their oh, little I device <laughs> i can't remember but it's chromecast yeah the chromecast ultimate yeah um anyways it's just that's a standalone thing you have to pay for it and xcloud is just hey you got game pass ultimate 
jump in. Heck yeah. So. I think that's great. I think they're going to, I think this is going to be something they're not going to half ass. Like they're going to put their all into this. And so I think, yep. uh, I think it's a, it's a bright future, I think for X cloud and game pass hundred percent. I love the idea of just being able to like be somewhere else in my house and play. Like if, you know, Bethany, if, you know, in the future, my son is <laughs> watching TV or something like mm-hmm. I can go play somewhere else. I can go play in my bed <laughs> if I want to. Like, I I don't think you're able to. I was going to say maybe I could airplay to the TV. I'm sure they're going to have an app, though, <laughs> sooner or later. That would be really cool. Yeah. Oh, I was just thinking Apple TV, progressive web app. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. Apple TV doesn't have a browser, so. Yeah, well, I think I think they're figuring it out. It's I only think a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. I, I yep. think it is too. All right, so um, you got anything else? I do, but we're good. <laughs> I always have more things. Clink. That is the sound of wine entering Mortal the glass. Mortal Kombat. It's time to talk about Mortal Kombat. What does it mean? What does the wine mean? So, I never actually saw the 1995 Mortal Kombat, Jordan. Oh, really? Okay. Um, quickly, um, my thoughts on that one <laughs> while we're at it. It's fine. Like, I think it's probably the first, like, passable video game movie that's come out. And, you know, wow. I, th- I think it has some good things about it. I think the chemistry between the leads are pretty good. You know, acceptable chemistry. And some of the fights are good. And some of the special effects are good for the time. It's fine. <laughs> I'm looking through like what I always do when I haven't watched them. I'll look through like the screenshots mm-hmm. just to kind of get a vibe for it. <laughs> Christopher Lambert is Raiden Highlander himself. Mm. Yeah, nice. I was a I was a big fan of Highlander at the time, and then Mineral Combat. Him being in it was just really synergistic for my uh, <laughs> to appeal to me. So I loved it as a kid. And watching it now, it's still entertaining, honestly, for me at least. Um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we, Luke? Let's So that's where we were. Now yeah. where are we now, Jordan? Um, well here we are. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. We've it's been a it's been a crazy road for Mortal Kombat. We've gotten a few series along the way. Obviously, Annihilation was the horrible sequel to the first Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Terrible. One of the worst, like seriously, really? one of the worst. <laughs> it's so bad. And we had a cartoon series. Um, then we had like this fan made. Yeah, we fan made legacy. And recently, there was an animated movie called uh, Scorpion's, Scorpion's Revenge. Revenge. Mortal Kombat Legends. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and that brings us to date. After many, many games and a bunch of other media outings, here we go. Uh, 2021. Here's our Mortal Kombat movie. Let's Indeed. talk about it. Luke, our rated R graphic and cursing Pretty and all that stuff graphic. that you'd, you'd expect from Mortal Kombat. Spoiler free at first, just to kind of get it out of the way. What did you think of Mortal Kombat? What do you I think? thought there was a lot of good things in this. I thought it did as much as it can off of what it's building off of. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did a lot of things right. Yeah, yeah. For me. Okay. All right. I'm just screwing around, guys. I'm screwing around with the wine thing. You know, I, I thought this was fine. I, a perfectly acceptable movie. 
I had a good time with it. I had fun watching it. I you know the funny thing is I've watched this twice. Um, yeah. yeah, Amber was uh, very unsure whether or not she wanted to see this in theaters. It's Mortal Kombat's rated R. She doesn't like she doesn't like a certain type of gore. Like she doesn't like a certain type. She saw Alien Covenant in theaters. That whole like backburster thing really upset her. She did not <laughs> like it. She's like, ugh, that was awful. And so, but the funny thing is, she loves dread. She loves it. Like, she loves it. It's a funny <laughs> thing. And dread's extremely graphic, but it's in surrealism. And she wanted me to see this movie first, tell her how it is, and then we can watch it on HBO Max. Which talk about surrealism. That is a <laughs> weird thing in and of itself to watch a movie in theaters. Yeah go home see it streaming on hbo max and press play that's a very strange sensation yeah that i felt in full because yeah i've seen this movie twice once in theaters once on streaming with her and so yeah i had some experience with this movie and i yeah. feel my opinion was the same both times i was like oh. there's some i think pretty obvious issues uh here and there which we'll discuss um as far as uh characters and some things that don't quite make sense and just some really goofy parts, but it's, there's some fun stuff. It, it's like if you're, if for a lot of fans of the game, there's going to be enough for you. And if, even if you're not, maybe I think you're going to have a good time. I like, I haven't talked to Amber about this as, as to like what her experience was, but she seemed to have a good enough time as someone who's like, I don't know anything about Mortal. She doesn't know anything about Mortal Kombat and I'm a casual yeah. fan. Um, so yeah, I had a good time. It's as far as like a movie goes, it's very much like a five as far as <laughs> how good it is. But as far as my enjoyment, mm, I don't know if I'd agree. You think it's lower? No, I think it's better. Oh, okay. Yeah. You might be I right. I told too. you, I think a lot of, I think this movie did a lot of things, right? See, I'm trying to separate my emotions from, you know, from like my enjoyment from like quality. And it's hard to parse that out sometimes because yeah. I had a good time. Like as far as my good time goes, it's like a seven, 7.5. I really enjoyed it. You know, I think it was, I'm down for a sequel and yeah, I had fun. Yeah. I yeah. think the intro like to this, I, th I think the first scene of this movie is my favorite scene I've ever seen in a video game movie. I thought that intro was just spot on. It was just yeah. perfect. It was like, exactly how i wanted to be introduced to this movie now the movie didn't keep up <laughs> that level for the rest of the movie that's for sure but that intro i was like i am freaking pumped <laughs> like yeah i actually i watched that first it was literally exactly 10 minutes i paused it and it just happened to be exactly at 10 minutes and then i had to go do something else and we're like doing some other things i'm thinking back and i'm like i hope this movie is this good because i am loving this movie so far yeah. Uh, so yeah yeah 100% <laughs> let's just jump into it yeah like jumping in spoilers that yeah that opening scene I'm with you the whole scorpion and uh you know uh great acting like good acting like, like everything I know? love that his name is Hiroyuki Sanada mm -hmm. he plays Hanzo and that guy yeah I've always liked him like he's just He's a great actor. He's been in a lot of stuff you might know. Yeah. He was in Last Samurai, The Wolverine. He yep. was uh he was recently he was Wolverine. in Endgame for like a, a small role. Um yeah, I mean I think I agree with you. Like he's in Army of the Dead. Oh, is he? <laughs> cool. Oh, we'll see him again very soon. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, with Mortal with Mortal Kombat for me, like it's always been like B movie kind of kind of thing where it's like, I, so my expectations was like there's only <laughs> only so good a Mortal Kombat could be. But if the movie kept up the quality of the first seven, 10 minutes or whatever, it would have transcended my expectations oh, and yeah. been like, this is beyond Easily what I the thought. Greatest <laughs> yeah. Video game movie by far. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. It never. But it's a lot harder when you throw in all these other characters yeah. and all these moving parts and you have to deal with all this lore and origin stories. Absolutely. And yeah. so when you take just the scene, it's a classic thing. This is it. The classic scene of the Lin Kuei coming in to destroy Hanzo's clan and kill his family. It's This is straight out of lore. They even released like the first seven minutes of the... They and knew. it's like, no wonder you released that. Yeah, of course. You didn't take the middle seven minutes. <laughs> smart. <laughs> I'd say very smart. If yeah. you're seeing that, you're like, oh, man. Oh my! I can't believe it. This is going to be a treat. I am on board. You know, (laughs) definitely smart. And I don't think it's a hard fall from like after that. But more of a slip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More of a little bitty stumble. (laughs) Little stumble. Absolutely. I mean, are so we're not going through this bit by bit, but it's important to say that right after this, we get introduced to our, our vehicle. For this movie is Cole. Cole is a new character. Yeah, yeah, interesting Very interesting. Choice. Yeah, you had mentioned that before, and I don't know Mortal Kombat well enough to have known that. But mm-hmm. during the movie watching, I looked up a list of all the fighters, so I was kind of following along with that to like see how close their costumes were. And you know, I've played my fair share of Mortal Kombat, dating back to PlayStation One. I want to say, mm-hmm. I think that was the first time I played. Um, and, and back then it was like, oh my God, there's blood in this game. Sweet. A lot of blood, you know, for the time, (laughs) but, uh, thinking back now, it's like, it's, it was so manufactured how bad it was. It's like, oh yeah, there's like 15 rib cages coming out when someone explodes. (laughs) It's, it's wild. It's a wild time back then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, uh, of all the characters you might remember, uh, like, have familiarity with Cole will not be one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your impression on Cole? Let's get this out of the way. He he was fine. I mean, he was he was kind of your typical like kind of younger, like good looking guy that uh-huh. was just fine as an actor. Like, yeah, he 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 was fine. I I don't know. I, don't I know thought, what else to say. He was okay. <laughs> I will say this, like. I, I was really um, encouraged at the beginning. At the beginning, I was actually encouraged because I like when a, a hero character is coming from a place where he's not great and he's losing and all that stuff and he has obvious weaknesses. Yeah. And there was little parts with like his family that I was like, oh, he's he's got some personality. Like when he goes and takes a bite of his daughter's ice cream, I was like, okay, that was cute. You know, this guy may be like interesting. No, he... I, he's fine as far as his acting but he's one note he is very one note he is very generic he's fine for that and i'll say this mortal kombat isn't known for incredible characterization so i'm not like super disappointed by that but (laughs) yeah it's fine (laughs) yeah i mean there's there's a lot of that going on here with these characters it's like 
there's a lot of like, let's try to make them interesting. But, you know, I mean, what can you say? I mean, it's it's a little bit of how we talked about like Godzilla vs. Kong. It's like, how much is there to really build off here? You know, you have these like video games that like give a little bit of information on these people. And, but, you know, I mean, there's so many characters in this series so too that it's like, how much can you? find out about them in the games <laughs> from the story so i don't know yeah. you've probably played more than i have yeah but. i mean i played most recently like nine through 11 which was like when they started leaning heavily into story and yeah i mean it's not like they were doing something there they were good but it's not like they were doing something there where i'm like wow i'm really feeling for for johnny cage and yeah kano like no 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 <laughs> i'm having fun but yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah i mean there's a lot of stuff here that like see you know like when i'm watching it and even now i kind of don't know how i completely feel about it but i know that like there's a lot of shortcuts here basically as far as like let's try to make these characters as like let's inject them into the plot and make them as much like the video game characters you know um with minimal time spent yeah i guess yeah. kano very much that way as well yeah very Sonya much blade so. i mean there's not really a lot talked about them and even like kano's like i am the black dragons like well yeah. we don't know what that means so okay, okay. whatever you say it sounds cool <laughs> yeah there was I, okay so watching it the second time with amber amber had a lot of questions i will say that there was like a lot of words and a lot of things thrown around that like i might nod my head along to because i know some of it but as you said there's a lot of stuff thrown around where it's like that doesn't mean anything <laughs> to someone yeah. it's not yeah. complete gobbledygook to where i think someone can understand enough and enjoy the movie if they don't know anything about mortal Kombat, but i don't know um yeah i think like honestly just getting into this next part there's like after sub-zero comes and all that stuff which i will say sub-zero the the way they do his like how he's scary that's cool this is cool mm-hmm. stuff like when he comes in everything freezes mm-hmm. and he drops all the ice it's cool and the way they do the sound is awesome the sound design's great watching it in the theater and at home i was like this is awesome when the bass drops when he lifts up all the ice it's he's a really oh, yeah. uh ominous presence i'll say i'll say that which when he shows up you're like oh shoot you know yeah it, i i love the hanzo like fight in the beginning but i i did kind of miss scorpion like most of the movie it feels like yeah i do want to see scorpion more and you know i, kn- I know there was obviously a lot of build-up there but uh yeah just so good and even even raiden it's like he he was such a cool character in there's like there's characters like that raiden and scorpion and uh what's the the big bad shang sung is that his name shang sung saying shang sung shang sung the wizard sorcerer shang sung or yeah There, there's like characters like that where it's like these are the most interesting characters, but I feel like maybe because they are presenting them in this world as so overpowered compared to the rest of them, yeah. they have to lean on the lower characters to build the story. And I don't know if I loved that so much because those are like, I feel like your bread and butter. It's what people come to see. They come to see Raiden do his thing. They come to see Scorpion do his thing. 
And there was some of that, but there was so much of the movie spent messing with Jax and Kano and Sonya and then Cole that it just it felt like a lot of that time was wasted on stuff like, like Kano, like screaming at Sonya. It's like, I'm not as interested in that. I want to see more of the fighting. I want to see more of the bigger characters with the better powers. And there was, there was definitely some of that, but I, that, that would be a criticism I would have. hundred percent. Um, I completely agree with you. And honestly, like I rest some of that blame <laughs> For me, I think a lot of that is to blame on them kind of injecting a new character in here and him being the vehicle. Like, we're going to see a lot of characters relegated to side characters that I'm used to see. I'm used to seeing as main characters. And for me, some of some of the times that's disappointing. Yeah. And you see Scorpion out on the poster and all over the trailers. And you think you're going to get a Scorpion Sub-Zero movie? You're going to be sorely disappointed. And I think it was a mistake to have him absentee through so much of the yeah. movie. He's only in there at the beginning of the end. We'll just say that. I mean, like he's yeah. not in this movie really. I yeah. mean, it's kind of disappointing, even though he's, sure. he's probably the best actor in the movie. Definitely. He's the most seasoned actor here. Um, yeah. And this, th I think like this part is like some of my least favorite stuff in the movie. It's when I feel like I'm watching a video game, video game, video game movie is when we get to the Sonya trailer park and she is spouting yeah, like spouting. Yeah. Like this was not a high point. No, she's going on and on and on and on and on about the, yeah. the more she's giving the entire premise and it sounds awful. This. Okay. So, and I don't think the actor who plays Sonia blade is, <laughs> doing it any favors either i think she's one of the weaker actors in the movie where i'm like this sounds like <laughs> really poor <laughs> her spouting all this stuff off you know yeah. talking about mortal yeah. combat and all these ancient yeah. civilizations dimensions that we don't know about it's like you said there's a lot of information jammed into this like one little thing and that it's it's always the hardest thing for a video game to do like in movie form is to explain how especially a game like this where there's like let's be honest there's just characters that <laughs> game designers <laughs> just said this would be awesome let's make a guy with four arms you know it's oh, like 100%. there's no real backstory to it absolutely I mean, there probably is now and you know <laughs> yes fans of the series are going to be pissed that i said that but in the beginning, you're right. Though you know, it's all retroactive. It's just like what's really cool original characters that we can put in our game as cool fighters that'll you can change up styles and you can do like cool attacks with it. And it's like four arms, awesome. Shoot fire, awesome. <laughs> you know, laser yeah. beams. It's like all this. It's like it's literally what Kano like says in the one scene. It's like, what's your thing? It's like that's probably how that meeting went. <laughs> it's like, yeah. What are we gonna give Kano? How about an eye that shoots lasers? <laughs> it's just like, uh -huh. well, we obviously have to have a fire fire guy and a nice guy. <laughs> so, yeah, and they've gone a direction with it that's really, hard to explain. <laughs> it, yeah, it is hard to explain, but they're doing a lot of shorthand here, even more than the video games do, I will say. But yeah, I, I'm and I'm on the fence on whether or not it's better or worse. I don't really know. But um, we'll get into it. I mean, here we're, and here we're introduced to Kano. What do you think of Kano? Because uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, seeing this movie in theaters, my audience 
was loving really? Kano. They, I was in a very interactive audience. They weren't talking very much, but they were laughing and <laughs> cheering all the sort. They were very much ready to see Mortal Kombat and Kano. They were loving it. Like they were laughing and yep. hanging on every word this man said. What did you think of them? You know, I, it feels like so many movies have this character and yeah. he's just like kind of the same old, same old. It's like, what accent are we going to give him? You know, what race is he going to be? But there's got to be that one guy that's uh-huh. just mouthing off and causing trouble. And so, you know, it's played out. Obviously, any of those characters kind of always annoy me in any movie series, and this certainly was no different, but yeah. I get it. It's like you do kind of want to just have different characters. You don't want, you know, cookie cutter copies of the same character throughout, like the Asian dude that's quiet and also very strong and, you yeah, know, an incredible fighter in the end. It it's like you, you can't have too many of those. You Absolutely. Know. Liu Kang had that covered. So, <laughs> oh my God, we'll get to Liu Kang. <laughs> I have a lot to say about Liu Kang. Maybe not a lot. I have stuff to say. <laughs> I think Liu Kang, I think Kano, I, in my opinion, might be, I think he's a boon for this movie. I think he is filling a role that Johnny Cage will fill in the next time around if we have a next time around. Um, as far as like, I'm going to be the guy who has all of the com- comedy, all of the comedy rests upon my head and i will never yep. shut up <laughs> yep so i mean I, true. i'm kind of in the middle of of you and my audience i was laughing sometimes <laughs> your audience yeah my audience <laughs> that i own um and i brought to the theater <laughs> i you know i had a fun time with kano some of the time you know there are some times where i'm like this guy's funny and he's injecting some life into this movie and some character and there's other times where i'm like dude shut up <laughs> enough already you know mm. and so i, I there was I, a I, lot of that yeah there's there some times where i'm like okay i want to actually engage in this plot in a in a, in a semi-serious kind of way I don't need you commenting on literal. I don't need you to be like mystery science theater on every aspect of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to take some of it seriously, you know? Yeah. And uh, we, and I feel like at the beginning, I'm definitely, he's a welcome presence for me when he's like egging on Sonia and fighting uh, and now Kaino wins when he whip, rips out reptiles heart. Oh man. <laughs> I was having some fun. I was having some fun with them. It's uh when we get to like the other characters when I'm like, geez, yeah. Do we have to make a parody of every character? <laughs> Everyone? I'm I wanna take them seriously. But anyways, yeah, I th- I thought he was he was good sometimes, bad other times. But I thought the actor did fine. Like honestly, I yeah. thought the actor did fine. Yeah. He did a good job. Yeah, it's just it's kind of like you said. This it's too much where they have to have somebody to have some comedy, and so they only brought him in. That's a bad choice, though. And right? you know that stems from the fact that they're holding back <laughs> other characters mm-hmm. for. I mean, I guess we have never switched into uh, spoilers, but I, I think we're in no, spoiler we're in spoilers. territory we're, at this we are. point. We're definitely in spoilers. Um, we yeah. <laughs> so it's just you know. They, they held back some of that, and I think you know it would have been better to have a little bit more play off each other, have a couple loud mouths like 
on each side and it just everyone was kind of this silent like killer type for the most yeah. part um except kano so it was kind of strange and then cole's like this almost more like wide-eyed like young guy <laughs> a little bit yeah he's never funny he's always just a wide-eyed like oh he's the the audience he's supposed to be the audience discovering the world with you i get it but he's not it, like he doesn't have a personality really there was also the thing with cole where i felt like he did absolutely nothing until this like big reveal and i feel like i've felt like this for a while now where i think it kind of stems from marvel where they know that it's the fan service thing and so they hold it for this huge reveal and honestly i just get annoyed by it it's just like just have it naturally fit into the movie you don't have to work up to this huge reveal in every single movie like yeah it's fun and you'll have audiences cheer but I don't think it works for the movie as well. I think it. What are you referencing, been... like specifically, when it comes to that? Well, Endgame. I mean, Endgame had the like huge reveal right at the end, and Cap holding the hammer. No, I mean it's with like, this movie. That, no, I know. I'm getting around oh, to it. Sorry. But my point is, like, that happened in Marvel, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I also don't like that. It's like you could have done it so many. Uh, you could have done so many other things in the Marvel universe before that. Yeah. And you held it all up until the right at the end. And yeah, you got a big payoff, but you didn't have like any of the cool things you could have done with those like crossover things earlier. And in this movie, it was like Cole didn't really fight anybody. Like he got beat up most of the movie up until yeah. the point when he transforms to whatever the F he is. That's another thing I was going to ask you. It's like, He's like some scorpion hybrid. I don't. The, Jordan, you need to explain something to me here. So, Scorpion's ch- daughter gets left underneath the house and survives the attack when Sub Zero, you know, kills everybody but doesn't find her. Where did the daughter go? I assumed at some point they were going to reintroduce her and they referred to her in the story, but we never meet her. I don't understand how Cole is related to <laughs> Scorpion. I, I'm so confused by this, Jordan. So funny thing is, Luke, when when his whole thing was being explained, I, I actually the first time I saw the movie, I left the theater, uh, I left the auditorium because I had a phone call and I thought it was important. <laughs> like if this? Oh no, no. <laughs> I and so I came back and just assumed I didn't miss anything. <laughs> if I can't understand it, I'm not even gonna watch it. <laughs> so when we we're when uh, Amber and I were watching the movie, <laughs> we're watching the movie. Um, a second time, she was like asking me questions, so I, were, I was answering her with confidence. We're like, no, no. Hanzo, they came from another... You just were don't another, understand. Let you me just don't you. understand. They were coming from another world, and he was brought... Cole was the baby brought to the other world. I was 100% wrong, and I was like, oh. You see, I left the theater. That was a girl. Ever. Yeah, and so... I don't know. Mortal Kombat doesn't seem to matter for Earthrealm until it does. I don't understand why where they were all the other nine times and why Raiden is telling them last minute, oh, you better start training because here comes Sang Sung and they're going to fight you and they're going to take over your world. I don't get it. I don't know where his ancestors were or if they were chosen ones or what. They don't talk about it and so i'm only left to say that it doesn't matter i guess i don't know (laughs) 
<laughs> but it like seems so important though you know like well, yeah they it showed definitely the begs the and question then, <laughs> and then later when he's telling the story they talk about how the daughter was brought to the temple but then i didn't follow well what happened after that how does that lead into cole i i really don't understand how his bloodline is tied to scorpion i or hanzo whatever hanzo yeah, it's scorpion now it's fine <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just... I, I, I think they could have done something really cool there, too. That's one of the things that frustrates me about it. It's like, okay, he's like in bloodline of Scorpion, and he's like the next Scorpion, I guess. Yeah. But, am I right? Like, that's what they were getting at, right? He's you the are. new Scorpion? You are, and you're right. They did the bare minimum that they possibly could have done with it. <laughs> it's a cool idea, though, and that's what it's so frustrating that they fumbled it. Yeah, yeah. Explanation at least. It, the fight it, scenes were great. Yeah, it, it's like literally a vehicle to get to pull Scorpion back at the end, and that's really it. I mean, you feel yeah. like him being Sub Zero and him being there is enough. I don't understand why he needs this little his little spear blade for him to show up, and that's it. And that's like, mm-hmm. oh, because like gives him something extra to do. I don't know, but um. Yeah, it, it's weird. It's a weird way to in, to bring Scorpion into the story through Cole. I don't know. Um, I'm ready to talk about Luke Kang. <laughs> so, so what's your problem, Jordan? I mean, okay. So Luke Kang's like seriously. If if like the thing is, if you if you know the story, Luke Kang's the chosen one. He's the main character for the most most of the time in Mortal Kombat. He is the one who you root for. He is the one destined to beat Sang Song or whatever. Bring balance to the force. Whatever. He's that guy. <laughs> he is a parody in this movie. When he shows up in like, that's the one time where I'm like, God, Kano, shut up. When they get to Raiden's temple and like, he's like, ah, look at this little white guy or oh, whatever. And like, I'm like, oh my God. And like, honestly, the actor isn't doing him any favors either. So I recognize this actor. He is in Power Rangers. He is the Black Ranger in Power Rangers. Mm, yeah. But when he shows up here, he's doing this over the top, overly serious, like mystical like thing that he's doing where he's like swooping his cape backwards and doing this thing and giving this wide-eyed, you know, you are the chosen one or whatever you bear the mark and i'm just like dude he is not that overly comically serious he's not you know and i feel like they're basically only making him do that to set up jokes for kano to inject more comedy yeah. into this and it's yeah. making him look stupid and i'm like okay why is this this cartoon version of Liu kang and a not at all serious version where he, and he it's one thing that he's relegated to being a side character in this to be like basically this yeah. is the guide who shows up to be like come on cole more you of know. a guide yeah it just i, I it, it it's the only thing where i'm just like ugh, <laughs> you know you also don't see any of the like light side earth side whatever you want to call them yeah of this like win a fight up until like the banshee lady gets like cut in <laughs> what a perfect victory yeah, it's the only flawless, fight you see them win. Flawless. They're like losers up until then. Yeah, and that was so frustrating to me. It's like I, I I hate it when the bad guys win so much in some movies and there's like no chance for the good guys to win at all. And then yeah. 
you're you're supposed to understand that oh well now they they just won because they got their <laughs> crap together I'm like what I mean, so they were absolutely worthless and now all of a sudden they're good enough that they beat all the bad guys like i just that always frustrates me it's like a dumb thing too because like raiden when they go to raiden's temple and he's like is this what i have to work with i'm like well dude it was like you and Liu kang's job to recruit everyone why are we doing this now just now you knew the fate of all earth realm was in like yep. hanged in the balance and it, this happens every single freaking time when they're like hey surprise you're in mortal combat <laughs> no is this what i have to work with are you kidding me i was like well what do you want from me man i just felt, <laughs> i just saw a guy shoot fire i didn't know any of this was even a thing yeah exactly i thought it was a birthmark <laughs> <laughs> this is what i have to work with are you kidding me um <laughs> exactly can we talk about the akana thing all right but can we can we please yeah i've been dying to do this because this is one of those things where it's very much a movie invention that i've been kind of wrestling with because it's shorthand for basically everyone having the power that they have in the game mm-hmm. right. which go so for instance kano doesn't have magic laser eyes he has like his face got messed up and he has basically half his face as a robot. So it's a laser. Right, Max, right, right. robot arms. Yep. It's not, oh, <laughs> you know, or anything like that. Yeah. And you know what? This might be the most efficient way to get these powers in here and to do this and to yep. be like, here's the characters as you know them. They're doing the things that you expect them to do. It is a hard script to write, though. You yeah. know, like thinking yeah. about they have to introduce all these people. <laughs> try to explain you know where they come from what their motivation is then they have to explain these powers they have to explain what mortal combat is then they have to get to the fighting so it is quite a challenge you do have to feel for these screenwriters yeah it's all about execution with this i mean like and it's again one of those things where it's like it's kind of funny but it's not done any favors with kano constantly like being like oh so sometimes you get laser eyes sometimes you get fireballs sometimes you get a frisbee hat it's like okay i get it yeah it's dumb yeah yeah Yeah. one of those things where those points where he he raises a good point (laughs) exactly too good of a point sometimes like you gotta <laughs> I don't know if it's smart. It would take forever to explain all those things in their actual like real reasoning. Absolutely. So like the ones that are tech based, the ones that are like yeah. actually like could only happen via mystical powers. Absolutely. Jax alone could have had an entire movie about how his arms happen. Getting his arms, absolutely. And Kano yeah. getting his like robot face. And but all no one that would stuff. go see those movies. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, and we're living in a world that doesn't have that advanced tech. I mean, Sonya's bla- Sonya's blasters are usually from some like arm cannon that she has. Yeah. But you know what? I'm fine with all that. It's all in just the execution where I'm like left kind of going, huh? This is seeming a little uh, X Men, maybe Power Rangersy. Yeah. Not just because. Yeah. Uh, because uh, my boy uh, uh zach is here um <laughs> but i yeah. don't know there's it, it it could be fun here and there but tell me how is it how does it work though is it needs based that's kind of the best that i have that it's based <laughs> on what you need because they have a cole like here at the beginning his coach being like you got a block and attack or whatever yeah. so he's a yeah. bad defender and so he gets this unbeatable armor 
but like, are you saying that anger causes lasers? <laughs> like, I, I guess. Yeah. Did because like that didn't seem needs based. Did he need that, or was it because his eyes got scratched? He gets a laser eye. <laughs> exactly. Jordan, what you just don't understand is if you get angry enough, parts of you just become robotic. That's Dude, just. Man. Everybody knows that. I've seen a lot of anime and a lot of crazy stuff happens through anger and willpower. Yeah. <laughs> Never have I seen a robotic arm form. Robotic parts just vamoose themselves into vamoose. you just by you getting super angry. I can't. I would love to see how Kung Lao discovered that he had a spinny hat hat thing. <laughs> how did he figure that out? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? I get like Luke Hank I can and, like throw fire, this <laughs> and it comes back to me and I could spit it at E. Huzzah! And I guess I could also do this teleporty thing. I mean, it's in the game. <laughs> I always loved how he could catch his hat, but it would cut through like body parts. Oh, yeah, man. I'd be so scared to be like, <laughs> if I'm a little bit off, it's going to cut my hand off. <laughs> I mean, how would you even stop it, though? Like, it doesn't make I don't know. any sense. That was a cool bit um, there when he appeared, like when he teleported in, when the uh, Outworlders go and attack the uh, the sanctuary, and he like helped Luke Kang out, and he teleported. In. That was some cool bit of CGI. Yep. There's some, yeah. Some of this stuff is well brought to life. Where that like, whole oh. like thing where he's like, so you can put anyone anywhere. That was like okay, that's a reasonable explanation to why how you can like set up like levels for like the fights. Yeah. And stuff. It was like. Okay, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> it's as good as you can get with a fighting game movie. Absolutely. So. You know, the, one of the big complaints I'm hearing is that this is kind of a prequel to Mortal Kombat. There's no tournament here. Mortal Kombat does not occur. This is very much yeah. people come, try to stop Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And uh, they fight against It's an interesting that. way to start off what will, I guess, you know, hopefully for them become a series of movies. It's an interesting say, way yeah. to begin it. Hopefully for hopefully for them. I mean, it's one of those things where yeah. it's like you kind of watch it and you're like, <laughs> kind of hope you get that sequel, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's they one of those things. Set that up, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, fighting pretty. They, there's a lot of hanging out at the temple until like the fighting commences. I think all this stuff is fine. Honestly, I'm fine with them. You know, kind of bickering and squabbling. There's that. I think the one time it slows down is when they're at the dinner table and before uh, Kano gets his power and they're all just kind of giving him crap, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was, I didn't know where they were going with that. Me neither. I was like, is he going to try to kill people? What's going to happen here? Because, like, I know he just Kano's... kept going too far and too far and too far. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I did not think Jax was going to come back. I didn't understand the origin of Jax or that okay. he had robotic arms. I, yeah, I actually didn't remember that. So I was like, wow, I guess they're just going to get rid of a character right off the bat. Yeah, you and my wife were in the same boat. You know, I'm very familiar with Jax and how he always basically starts with losing his arms. And so <laughs> <laughs> that's poor guy always, whenever he gets introduced <laughs> into whatever lore or canon they're telling, it always starts with him losing his arms. Um, does it does he lose him in that way um it's usually um ermac who takes him up he's a character who's not in this yeah 
but no, this is fine. The way he loses them works just as well. I thought it was kind of cool. It was cool. I'll listen to <laughs> yeah. it. Freezes his arms. Bam. I yeah. mean, let's go ahead and talk about Let's get into action, how we get there, and all this stuff, right? Because after, Indeed. after like Cabal comes and, and like goads, um, and goads, uh, what's his face? Kano into like, taking down the walls it's on and let me, side note here out of all the bad guys cabal's my favorite i think cabal's cool <laughs> like i don't i think it's his voice actor he's doing this weird like it's like russian mixed with a brooklyn accent i don't get it <laughs> at all i don't know yeah. what accent he's doing but he's cool like just that that weird like take whatever offer you want double it then double it again like i just thought yeah. he had a really cool way of speaking i thought i was i was into it <laughs> <laughs> and like when uh the what one girl he like pops a fallout up. character yeah he did look like a fallout character he looked like a power <laughs> ranger villain too uh yeah. i'm referencing power rangers a lot but like when uh he's just like he introduces that wing girl i forget she's a really like d-list character in mortal Kombat. Banshee. beautiful isn't she and he's like yeah her screech is a real turn on <laughs> i don't know i'm like yeah i love this guy <laughs> <laughs> what is her name I forget, man. She, her, and like the one dude with the hammer. They are like I looked them up after the fact because I did not recognize them. They are Natara? like, I think it's yeah, Natara. You're right. It is Natara. They are D list. They are Mortal Kombat characters, but they're like they appear in like one game each. They are not like yeah. your staples. Which you know what? I'm fine with because like if they are setting up a franchise, you don't want them to s- dispose of all their villains yeah. in the first one. That's right. I'm fine with them having some cannon fodder here. So is this is this how the characters always line up? Like You mean like Raiden uh, and Sub-Zero like are they always like on opposite sides? Yeah, I mean, um there are two Sub-Zeros. <laughs> there's the one there's the one we get here who uh is a bad guy and then later on there's his brother who uh, who aligns with the good side. And so yeah, this is correct though. This this one we're getting here is supposed to be bad. Um, yeah, all the alignments here are correct. Molina's bad, Cabal's bad, Kano's bad. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I thought when the fighting got started, it was really choppy. Did you feel that way? Uh, what do you mean? Like, okay, so Cole goes home because Raiden tells him a bunch of stuff, and for some reason he's like. Go home to your family. Right. I guess it's just to really inspire him to get his Akana or whatever. But he goes home and then Goro comes. And then once they start fighting, everyone else starts fighting. And it's a lot of cutting between this person. Now this fight. Mm-hmm. Now this fight. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. I enjoy fights generally that are like, okay, we can spend some time on this fight so I can understand what's going on yeah. and how the fight's going, you know? Um, but there was a lot of cutting here i thought i guess it felt like they were really trying to like create this like epicness to this whole like <laughs> battle and how grand it was and all this is going on at once and yeah it's all leading up to this big thing <laughs> kind of felt like that, that is- and i don't know if it felt that way in the end but yeah it, it felt like that was definitely the goal of what they were trying for there and yeah i mean i I think it is a good idea to separate characters, have separate fights, and so and so, you know, levels. So I, I like that about it. Um, I think it was cool to match certain certain characters up 
so that their mm-hmm. fighting styles can contrast. And I thought the whole fight at the temple was just interesting. I just, I wish I, I want to see more from Raiden. It's just, there, there's so many things in this movie. It's just like, I like what you're doing here, but I want more. And like yeah. I already said, I just, you know, the, like, like the soul suck thing. It's like, that's cool, yeah, but it's like, I want more. Like all he did was grab him. Like I, I wanted there to be more of a fight too. Cause I, I felt like Kung Lao was like more of a better character than that to just yeah. be like grabbed and like killed. It just, it felt a little anticlimactic for him to, to die that way. A lot of Kung Lao fans are pissed. There's a lot of Kung Lao fans out there and they're pissed that he got done this way. But I think it was right for them to kill someone. But yeah, you felt like he got killed before you even, you yeah, know, grew like to well like before him. the crescendo of the yeah. movie. He did one cool thing by doing a fatality on Nataro, which yeah. it was at that point, by the way, when watching it with Amber, you know, when that happened, she was like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> when he did like that classic yeah. spinning hat slice down the middle fatality yeah. it looked just ridiculous enough for it's her to be like silly yeah. it's silly and that's if you're hung up about that if you're like i don't know how gory it is it depends on what kind of gore you're willing to accept this is very cartoonish if you can play the game and see that gore you can watch this movie and see that gore it is that kind of gore where it's very fake yeah uh, but I enjoyable. think so. I don't know if everyone would agree, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm with I you. I think Lou. so. I think it looks very uh, cartoonish, but fun. I thought oh, it's kind of fun seeing him ride. I mean, it had to be there, right? I'm, it, yeah. There'd be there'd be hell to pay if there wasn't that. Yeah, I mean, as I did not mention, the '95 movie was a uh, PG-13. None of that stuff happened. Yeah. So. Um, this was not the first the time we've seen it. Yeah, not the same. <laughs> very much not the same. Different time. But yeah, I'm somebody's heart needs to be removed. There needs to be a hole in someone that shows their, their skeletal system. Their Absolutely. Backbone. It's a must. It's a hundred percent a must. Backbone, heart, skeletal system. Give me. Um I was upset. A little not upset. That's a wrong thing. I'm not whining about it, but I was kind of just like let down, like really Goro. That's what Goro does. He shows up, yeah. rampages a bit, and he's like one of the big bads, Goro. Yeah. And so for him to be dispatched so early and so easily with so little buildup and him doing. But was he dispatched? Oh, you're right. You see him go down. He can, we can see Kentaro come next time. I don't know. I mean, you're right. We can see him again. They only showed Goro in a uh, sub zero. Like there's definitely some characters slowly. where it's like, they clearly left it open-ended. Yeah. yeah. I will be amazed if we don't see, um kano next movie with because you got the gnome in the face uh with his uh oh, robotic yeah, exactly face. yeah i'll be amazed i had forgotten the other ones i was thinking of but exactly <laughs> yeah um but yeah um because like the, i will say that one of the things that the 95 movie did so well is building up goro he shows up he kills all these dudes round after round all these people die and then so when the moment when johnny came johnny cage comes and says i'll fight him it's like this big moment where you're like, I think he might not survive this because yeah. we've seen Goro be so BA. But here he's just like, we are honored to have you, Prince Goro. And he shows up. He's like, ah, yeah. he just gets his yeah. he hulks up the place. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah, then as you said, you get the uh, turn. There's like, they don't want a tournament. We're going to give it to him. And so I feel like this is an okay compromise if they're not going to do the tournament to like split them up right 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's like I said, there's there's a lot of things that I think they did right. This is one of those things where it's like, mm-hmm. I like what you're doing, but I would have liked an official tournament. But it's like you said, too. It's like, you know, I sure hope you get that sequel. I hope you make enough money off this. What if this is a dead end? You know, maybe you could have. Yeah, it's it's a tough thing. You know, you never know if a thing's going to work out. It's It's why I think a movie like, yeah, well, that's may not be a good example. I was going to say like Iron Man. They did so many things right, but they didn't put too many cards on the table at that point in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, Um, no, I think that is a good example. They did everything they needed to do in that movie to make that movie feel feel whole, you know? Yeah, but, but I guess it's a little different because Iron Man is a known entity that's been around for 60 years and you know mortal Kombat obviously is a much shorter life um and n- there's no character in mortal Kombat that's going to bring you know <laughs> that his milkshake will not bring the boys to the yard <laughs> if you will you're right you're right they're not <laughs> you're not going to so, get a johnny cage movie it's <laughs> not yeah i mean you know people probably know get over here they probably know the name sub-zero they might even know scorpion but are they going to go to a movie just about him? Mm-hmm. Maybe if they made an amazing movie that had this incredible trailer that people were like, you just got to see it. But I think they know that that's almost impossible. It's not going to yeah. happen. So they just have to bring a bunch of stuff wi- under the name Mortal Kombat. And that's really the only chance they probably have of getting people in the seats. So Absolutely. I agree. I think yeah, you're right. it's, it's a tough thing. It is a tough thing. It's like, do we Mm -hmm. put a ton of stuff to just make this movie as fun and awesome as we can, or do we build up to a series of movies? And you see all these other franchises doing series. Some of them work. Some of them don't. And it's like the temptation of the money. It it has to be so much that you just like, we have to go for the series. (laughs) We have to hold stuff back. Mm -hmm. We can't spend Johnny Cage on the first movie. Yeah, they they clearly want to get someone bigger for Johnny Cage because again, yeah. he's a, where a lot of your charisma comes from, um, or usually is. Uh, but let's go ahead and get to the end. What did you, what do you think of that final fight with uh, Scorp- when Scorpion shows up and they fight Sub Zero or whatever? I th- I thought it was another highlight of the movie. Really, it was a high point. Um, you know, there was. I thought it was a little unfair to make <laughs> Sub Zero a character that can literally like take on two of your, your baddest good guys, but mm-hmm. he is very, it OP did, it did make it fun. Yeah. It made it fun. And I don't know why this guy who's as old as dirt is able to like <laughs> keep up with apparently a hellfire conjurer and whatever, <laughs> whatever this guy is Cole. I, I still don't really. I'm still not clear as to what he is. I, I know he's in the bloodlines of Scorpion, but yeah, I just. I guess I need somebody to like write out for me <laughs> what what the why you should is. care. What or? in canon is Cole Young? Like, yeah, is he the great great grandson of Scorpion? I, I just. I'm a little unclear, but basically, you're two like BAs, other than, you know, a few characters, but your two big BAs are, are able to like barely keep up with sub zero, but still it, it was really cool. It, it just, the, the ice world was awesome. And 
I wish Scorpion had thrown more fireballs. I would have liked that. But. Yeah, of him do like his teleporty power where he goes into like a hell portal and teleports. He does that a lot in the games. I was wanting to see that. Yeah. But yeah, he did enough to where I was like, cool. You know, one thing I will say, I wish this is nitpicky, but and kind of like, you know, you don't want to hear this, but I really wish we had him speak English like once, one time before he said, get over here. <laughs> Because it, it, it makes it very clear that you just can, say it in Japanese <laughs> or just say it in Japanese. That probably would have been the way to go. But there was probably some notes that yeah. he had to say yeah. it. Um, yeah, but whatever. That's nitpicking, I guess. Yeah. Everyone wants to hear it. The, my crowd was cheering, hooping and hollering when he said, get over here. Oh, he said the date from the game that's the kind of stuff that's what i was talking about it just drives me crazy it just <laughs> don't no just later do Luke, it now. to do it now do it where it works no, now. i guess it worked i, I don't know it's just no now we have to have it now <laughs> immediately it's <laughs> okay yeah you're right um <laughs> good fight and uh yeah that's pretty much it i mean like some uh sing song is like i'll be back yeah of course <laughs> of course when the actual mortal combat thing happens i guess yeah it'll be interesting to see what they actually do do though you know will they do the tournament yeah i, I don't know we do don't it. know that they will yeah because I mean, he said like next time i'll be back it won't be um uh, fighters it'll be an army and i was like man i yeah. want i want my tournament give me my tournament because yeah. a lot of mortal Kombat is like wars and stuff like that like very small portion of like the story is like an actual tournament a lot of it's like conflict and wars but give me my tournament i can't have a war before i have the tournament that's not gonna be something that's gonna bring butts to seats though so no i don't think they'll do that but they certainly don't give you a lot of confidence that it's like, yeah. okay, next thing we're doing, we're going to Hollywood, then we're going to Mortal Kombat. Like, yeah, you you feel like that's what's going to happen, but you definitely don't know. I was surprised that the Johnny Cage wasn't in the movie, but I was almost more surprised the way they built him up. Like, yeah, baby, get excited, Johnny Cage. <laughs> we're gonna get him. We haven't casted him yet. We're gonna get him. Who would you cast? Dude, I I don't know. I am sorry. I, I don't have anyone. I mean, they, it's a tough thing to do because you want someone with the physicality, but also someone with the charisma. Yeah. It's hard to do because you want someone who's going to impress with martial arts skills. Back in the day, it would have been Van Damme. It would have 100% been Van Damme. But he you wouldn't have. Right. I don't know that he would have had the charisma for it, though. Yeah. I love Van Damme, but he's not. he's not the big, big talker. Yeah. But he certainly fits the physique and the fighting ability. I mean, literally just do tryouts. If someone, it doesn't have to be a main actor. It doesn't have to be like Chris Pine or whatever. As long as Chris it's someone, Pratt. Chris Pratt. Teach a martial arts. He's not a martial arts guy, but he definitely has the mouth for it. I want them to have someone, because you can really tell when someone is on screen who knows martial arts and someone who doesn't like in the beginning, you like, you can tell that that actor knows martial arts and sword play. And so you can film him like that. I really, and, and like when you see the trailer for, um, 
for Shang-Chi, you can tell that guy knows martial arts when you have that one cut of him doing like punch, jump, split kick. You're like, that's awesome. I want to see that, you know? Somebody did a Oops. <laughs> somebody did a Photoshop job of Chris Pratt <laughs> as Johnny Cage. No way. Uh, I sent it to you. <laughs> oh wow. They totally did, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, he would have the charisma in spades. He would. Yeah, I'll say he that. Would. In spades, he'd if have only the he could have a Van Damme Pratt. That would be the perfect combination. Yeah, I mean, if he goes through training, like if you train yeah. him, like you can do stunt doubles, of course. But if you train him to be believable, that's all he he's wants. shown. He can get in some ridiculous shape. So oh, ridiculous. it would just be the martial arts that I think would be the the hiccup. Absolutely, but I'd be one hundred percent down for that. Now that would bring, as you said, butts to the seats. People would be excited. He looks the mind. part too. I think. I yeah. think he could really look the part. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, um, awesome ending song, awesome remix of the original theme. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and it's over. We no after it. credit scene. I thought there would be. Yeah, no after credit scene. Um, it kind of felt like an. It almost felt like that scene with them being like, "Here comes Johnny Cage." It felt like that was like pitched as maybe that's an after credit scene, and they decided no, let's put it in the movie. Like it almost felt like it felt like something you would put in as an after credit scene. Like it would end on who do we start with? And then the credits would roll and then it would kind of, you know, fade in. Right. With yep. That's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, I had a good time, honestly. Um, even though we've picked at this movie a lot, that's the thing I'm saying. I'm picking at this a lot, but as a whole, I was entertained, you know? Absolutely. I think. There's a lot of good things about this movie. There's a lot of goofy things about this movie, but look at the source material. And, you know, for that reason, I, I give this movie a lot of credit. It just, as we already said, it'd be an incredibly hard thing to script all these storylines combining into this yeah. crazy tournament that by itself is hard to explain, not to mention these characters coming from different worlds and yeah. having powers. I mean, there's just so many moving parts. And so, there's always going to be a goofiness to any video game movie that has like mm -hmm. characters with powers and characters from multiple worlds. And so, you know, it's always going to be easier to do, you know, uncharted. It's always going to be easier because it's simple real life stuff that you, you can skip, skip a lot of the like, you know, understanding of what's going on and go right into the, like the serious acting. So, you know, for that reason, it's, you have to forgive this movie, I think, for a lot of that stuff and just see it for mm -hmm. like, did it accomplish what it came out to? And I think it did. It, it it gave us some great fights between, you know, Mortal Kombat villains, heroes, and it gave us, you know, I was going to say timeless moments, but that's not true at all. <laughs> it gave us it gave us moments that we were looking for when we, you know, came to yeah. watch the movie, whether we pressed stream or went to an actual theater. Well, yeah, they're they're iconic from the video game, but they're represented well here. I will say, I think like yeah, yeah, and very very iconic moments. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, all in all, I had a good time. And uh, are you you're ready for a sequel? You you're oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I had want... a good time. I mean, I, like you said, I would say it's an easy seven, and just because it's Mortal Kombat and it's something. You know, I'm not a huge Mortal Kombat fan, but it's something I played when I was a kid. It's something I kind of grew up with. 
either playing a little bit or at least kind of like keeping an eye on the franchise, you mm-hmm. know, from friends of mine or just like looking up fatalities. It's like yeah. franchise I'm super familiar with. And it's, it's such a silly thing that it's, you know, I, I kind of want a movie that's like as serious as you can be, but I don't mind some of the silliness because that is kind of how the game is. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to end this um, podcast with a PSA. Mm. Theaters are opening back up. Mm. It's time for everyone <laughs> to go back to the movies. Have a fun time. I had a fun time yeah. going back to theaters this this weekend. I'm so disappointed I missed it. Yeah, I mean, and there'll be many more. I'm going to see more movies and more movies will be coming out. We talked about them all last week. Check out that episode if you're curious. Um, but I'll, I'll say this. We've been inside for a long time watching movies with our loved ones sitting down next to the TV. And, you know, I think it's important to forget. To, it's important, it's to, important remember. to forget this. Now, listen. Yeah. <laughs> it's important to remember this very important thing when entering the theater. Shut up. Yep. Yep. Shut your mouth. Shut up. <laughs> you can have a good time. You should just be standing there as people walk in. <laughs> Hi. Shut your mouth. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. I mean, okay, so I had a great time Mortal Kombat. I think everyone was appropriate, laughing, cheering, reacting to the movie in a These reasonable These are probably diehard movie fans, too, like theater die fans. Movie. Yeah, they're excited These to be in the theater. People are like, yes, theater's open. There's a very a good combination of people who are excited to be back in the theaters, excited to see Mortal Kombat. Okay, and I saw Demon Slayer. Shut mm. up. Shut up. If you're there taking your daughter or taking someone to see a movie, you don't want to see either don't go or shut up. Be is res- that what happened? I, I, I get the feeling yeah. that that is the case, that there's a few people there who was like, I really want to see this. And a few yeah. people here who are just like, I'm here because this person likes this thing that I don't yeah. know much about. Shut up. Just be yeah. quiet. I mean, laughing, cheering, you shouldn't gasping. <laughs> you shouldn't go. Yeah. There's times where I'm like sitting back and I'm distracted from the movie. I'm just sitting here wondering, I wonder what they could be talking about for so long. <laughs> what what could they possibly be going on about? Is it politics? <laughs> Is it stuff going on in their lives? Are they going through a breakup? What's happening? And so just shut up. Just shut up. You are robbing people of the experience of seeing the movie that they're excited to see. I la- again. Yeah laughing cheering getting into the movie is fine and by the way when i say laughing i don't mean like going into the theater with your friends hey, we're gonna make fun of this movie we're gonna <laughs> laugh at inappropriate moments it's gonna be great shut up you fall under the shut up category just shut up so okay th- that's it that's it i just want to get that off my chest it's gonna be a little bit of a, an adjustment i understand we're used to seeing these big movies at home you're not alone you're with strangers. <laughs> Shut up. Sorry. Anything you want to say about that topic, Luke? <laughs> I mean, I'm so excited that they're open and I just... Yeah, me too. Yeah, I just... Go support your local theater, I guess, would be my big thing. Like, yes. I couldn't agree more about like being quiet, but yeah, just support these theaters. Like, Remember that these theaters are... Yes, they're part of a bigger chain, but they're also supporting local people that love movies and want to work in movies. And, you know, they kind of say it as a joke in like the commercial for like working at the theater. They're like, you know, it's it's an entry into the entertainment business. And, you know, I don't know how true that is, but the fact of the matter is 
it is a fun job that like either a young person or, you know, maybe even a middle-aged person yeah. is getting to do. And they, they probably just love movies and love being around them. And, you know, if you're a theater a lover of the theater, like we are, and you probably are, if you're bothering, especially to listen to <laughs> yeah. us blabber on for this long, um, you know, it support those people by, by going to your local theater and keeping that theater open. And I just, I, I realize that we can watch stuff at home, but, you know, once theaters are gone, they're they're going to be gone. It's it'll be almost impossible to ever mm-hmm. raise enough capital to like create this system that has been around now for what seventy, eighty years or whatever. So, yeah, I just support them. I I hope they can stay open and Absolutely. thank you for reopening. I appreciate it. And I was heartened to see the crowds that were there, Luke. I thought I'd tell you this anecdotally. This weekend looked great for the, for our local theater. I mean, there were crowds yeah. there. I actually, we were going to get popcorn. I didn't get popcorn because I saw the line was stretching towards wow. the door as for the concessions. But our, yeah, We had a second theater open. I didn't realize that. Yeah, we did. We have both. Both yeah. our biggest theaters are open. And we have a smaller, dinkier one that opens like later in May. But yeah crowds were there our theaters for both movies Wait, that we saw were as full as they could the be. one off newberry roads open not yet no the, the dinkier one is not open yet the royal park well that one's actually bigger oh true There's more it's theaters. bigger <laughs> we just but yeah it. <laughs> yeah it's it's not remodeled <laughs> no not fun to see a movie there if we have no. to in a smaller movie it sounds there. terrible awful seats are terrible oh my god <laughs> but we're back baby back to yep. the movies but uh yeah that does it for this episode luke Thanks, sir. Thank you, sir. (laughs) We'll see you next week, everyone. See ya.